Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Stuck at home, bored and alone, you'd think I could have some fun on my own, but I'm bored AF. I'm bored AF. With Cecily and Stephanie. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bored AF. Uh, I am back from San Francisco, where I had a lovely vacation. and But now I'm really ready to, like, you know... Talk about like TV, movies, whatever, whatever is on your mind, Cecily. Oh, just you know on my me, mind. Easy. Well, God, yeah, it, this is a, this is really a show for you. Is it? But here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having I'm having a um, like my mind is like a crazy. It's like a it's like a putt putt golf course right now. Like if you were to look at my mind and kind of like pull back, uh-huh. it would just be like lots of little weird holes. And I don't know. I'm having one of those days where my desk is a mess. My desktop is a mess. And I think it's a reflection on me a little bit. What do you know they what I mean? say? Like, like disorganized desk, disorganized mind or what? Well, I don't know what the saying is. I mean, I don't know who they are. Who's they? Do you like, do you mean like the spirits? <laughs> the <laughs> Have spirits, you come around? Do you think who writes books like, you know, the um, seven habits of highly successful people? This is what I think of people like that. People that write those books. They're already like that. Like you can't make yourself be highly motivated. You are already a motivated you person. Wrote a book and you got you it think? published. Exactly. Yes. yes. So then you're like, no, but I'm going to teach you how to do it. No, you can't teach me how to be a different person than I am. You know, it's funny that you say that because I am not a big self-help book person. However, recently I have been reading a little more about a specific thing, which I'm not going to go into right now, but mm-hmm. I am not usually... Funnily enough, and you kind of same thing, like I wrote a self-help book and I still don't believe in them. I wrote like a relationship, like navigating relationship bullshit book, right? Mm-hmm. And I still, I'm just not a self-help person. And someone sent me, occasionally people will send me books like self-help. And one was like, it was called like, you are a badass. That's the name of the book. And then you have oh, to Oh, I like, hate that book. I've read you it. You know, I, I can't even get past the first part because I'm like, first of all, none of this applies to me. You don't know me. I'm not a badass. I'm a total like people pleaser. I know the whole point is that you're, it's to try to change you into whatever they're saying you are. But like, I'm not. Oh, Monroe, thank you. He brought me a toy. Oh, Monroe's doing- like, you are a badass mama. I'm doing a thing here, though. <laughs> I love you so much. Um, see what I mean about my mind? 
Mm-hmm. But I'd rather a self-help book, I'd rather read one that starts with the premise of like where I really am. It's like, okay, so you have a hard time setting boundaries. Here's what you do. Like, let's start with you love your dog too much. What are we going to do about it? You know? But but then if, okay, but are the tips ever worthwhile tips? Are you ever going to actually change what you're doing? I don't know. I mean, I don't think so. I feel like I'm at this age where I'm trying like I try and try. I've had therapists say things like, they'll say things like, you know, you just need to be more involved. You need a hobby. And I'm like, I have a hobby. It's eating pudding and watching reality TV. And they're like, no, you need a hobby where you leave the house. You need to be sportier. Someone just said, they're like, you need to join a swim club or something. And I was like, I'm not going to join a swim. I mean, I, first of all, there's so many elements to why I can't join a swim. I can swim. I like it, but I don't even have a, you know, like what? But what does join a swim club even mean? Like, what it, What do you mean? Like a, like a country club? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's like, you need to get a lot of money. You, what you need to do is you need to go to med school. You need to put in your eight years of residency, wherever that takes you, even if it's overseas. Then you need to even make a that's lot overseas. of money. You need to make a little shitload of money and then completely, completely change your personality. And then you need to get married and have a family mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that you can go to a, a, a club, like a swim club. A swim club. I mean, I understood what and you And then meant. you'll meet like-minded people. Here, you there. Know, I think I have this book right here. Hold on. I really do. So random. I do. I have it. Is this? No, that's not it. Damn it. I had the badass book like on my desk because I just didn't know where to put it. You know, I kept meaning to like recycle it, (laughs) but I didn't finish. So why didn't you like it? Oh, because it's just uh, because when I read books like that, I think, okay, this was somebody who like had a funny tweet Mm-hmm. And somebody was like, oh, let's give this guy a book because it's just tons of trite garbage that doesn't actually mean anything. That's not going to actually help you in life. You maybe you'll feel better for like a second, but then you'll forget everything it said, because it'll be like, you know what? When you're at work and <laughs> people are like, your desk is messy at work, just in your mind, maybe just say to them like. Yeah, well, messy desks mean like creative minds. Yeah. yeah and then you know what? Them. Don't fucking make your desk neat because like fuck it. Who cares? Like listen, I'm here to tell you like I had a messy desk and I wrote this book like the subtle <laughs> art of not giving a fuck. So therefore, you should if you want to be if it's it's that. The only one Oh my God, that's so funny. You know, I have an alter ego. We've talked about her on this show. I created an alter ego. My friend Chip and I did this for like, I thought it'd be funny to do stand up as this alter ego. Mm-hmm. And her name is Pussy McStuffin. <laughs> right, I remember she, this. And can I remind, because I feel like it's been a while since we've talked mm, about yeah, Pussy Yeah, let's talk about it. But she's a badass. Like, she's my inner. And the whole idea is that, the whole idea is that I was getting tired of like, uh, how do I put this without getting people upset? I was getting tired of going to stand-up shows and then there are all these like, uh, I want to say, I don't know the right word, sex workers, Uh sex workers, who then were like, I'm a fucking comic too. I can be a fucking comic and they're all trying their hand at Uh stand-up. Then their jokes are really all very specific about sex work and like these fucking guys, these cucks, whatever you're supposed to call them, you know? Uh And, And so that was the whole thing. So I was like, well, maybe I could be that. And then my version of that as Pussy McStuffin is I am always trying to be real badass, but it just kind of comes out. I'm like, hey, ladies, you know what? Next time you're ha- making love to a man. Like, I don't even say 
the like bad words. Uh-huh. Like when you make love to a man, you make sure you have that he likes you. Okay, good night. I'm pussy <laughs> stuff in. Like I can't do it. I'm trying so hard to be that but girl. But your name is so like crazy. I'm yeah. pussy mixed that you start out really, guys, really bold. A lot of people, um, the, one of the jokes, a lot of people say I'm like really anxious, but then some people kind of say that I'm like dirt, like dirty. And so I like to, I've coined a phrase that I'm skankious. Good night, you guys. <laughs> and it's just awful. It's just not stand up. I it's like not that you call people like you guys. Cause I do that all the time too. <laughs> All right, good night. But like, you guys, can we write a self-help book from the point from put like Pussy McStuffins rules for life? Ooh, well, but it's that everything that I do. The, see, here's the thing. Like when <laughs> I, I also wrote a, I don't know, but see, I was against the whole idea of calling anything I was doing a self-help book. Me too. But mine like, was like an anti-advice book. Mm-hmm, same, but it still went into the self-help section on mine. <laughs> I, I have so many. Uh, I'm not against buying self-help books. I, I'm not saying like, oh, I hate. I mean, I, I I don't like look down on people that buy self-help books. I understand the impetus to mm-hmm. buy a book to make yourself feel better because what they a, what a book can do is help you realize you're not alone. That is Absolutely. something helpful a book can do for you. Yes. And I understand that. But I think that the real work comes in like, recognizing things that you might need help with. And then I don't think you're going to be able to do anything about it though, from the book. Mm -hmm. That's my take. I think, I don't know. I think it just depends on the book, but so many are, like you said, like the badass book where it's just like, you know what, just next time somebody like takes your shopping cart. And it's always a lot of these books too, are they're so they're recycled for so long and they're from like the seventies. And I was reading one where like all it's like, let's say you're necking with your lover in the car. And it's like, can we update this? (laughs) If people are still buying it, I would think the author would want to like just take a stab at maybe making it a little more current. He literally said necking and then all the names of the like the fake people that like were his patients. Right. They're all like fanny. Yeah, it was Brenda. It was like, listen, (laughs) Brenda is necking with whatever, whoever in the car. And Paula is mad because Paula is like, I need my. And Lois and Barbara are like, come on now. (laughs) <laughs> exactly and it's so and look don't get mad at us we know those names are out there my come on i was called knobs for a long time i weird last night like let's just everybody calm down Who's we're gonna not gonna get about mad you. at us for that people got people get mad because they're like my name's brenda and I'm like it's okay we well, we're not my name's stephanie you don't there's I, not a lot of there's there's no new cecily i mean <laughs> there's no new cecily's there's no there are no new stephanie's that's a fact stephanie's kind of um, like a, a 70s a little bit of a cecily is like an 1700s name <laughs> it is it goes all the goes way 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 back it'll it'll recycle i think at some point but point you know being, what but, yeah. you know what i think we should do i just had a good idea okay I think we should do our shouts today as um, bad self-help books. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Give people like give people some timeless advice. Okay. All right. You start. Okay. I'll start. Okay. Here we go. Monroe is giving you some advice, too. He's like, don't put up with anything. Okay. First of all, um, hey, hey, Taylor Putnam. Your fiance, Justin's excited to marry you, but is he good enough for you? I need you to take an honest look at your relationship and make a list of pros and cons and Mm -hmm. make sure that Taylor, no, you're Taylor, make sure that Justin lives up 
I don't, I don't know your what I'm doing. Let's keep this... Okay. Ron Halston, have you set your boundary list today? Did you set your list of boundaries? Because if you didn't, and these are actually really good. This is good advice. We're, we're, so this is like a double whammy. We're giving you real <laughs> advice. Also, we're making fun of it. Ann Oschlager and Ann Carrie Waldo and Billy Lawless, mm-hmm. you're good enough. Mm-hmm. And the next time anybody tells you you're not good enough, you say, listen, you, I am good enough. Gentry Garcia and Margaret Wills and Colette Rock and obviously Michelle McKibben, like, did you make your mirror quotes today? Take a, <laughs> take a lipstick, whatever it is, right, that you are loved on your mirror. See, I feel bad because I feel like we're making fun of good things that people could do. Patrick Price, Krista Stroop, Jennifer Falls, Ishan Vajpay, and Kelly McDonald. All of you have the right to say no. Mm-hmm. I want you to practice right now. I want you to say no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Randy, do we do we have Randy F. Wickham? Kelly Not McDonald, yet. Megan Medore, uh, Karen Johnson Watson. Uh, he's never going to change. <laughs> He's not going to change. So what you have to do is like, okay, are you, is it is it enough for you? That's the question. You can't change him, but is it enough? Julie McGrath, Kathy Stern, Stephanie Rinker, and Jamie Griffiths. Listen, your mother is a narcissist. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, but she checks all the boxes, mm-hmm. and it's time for you to draw some boundaries. Yes, Kelly Vidmer, Jill Shaw, Sean Price, Anna C- Annie. I'm just going to name the rest. Annie Sierra Buck. I mean... At the end of the day, uh huh, you are enough. <laughs> you are your own husband. You are your own wife. You know what I mean? Look at yourself. Look Andrea at you. Andrea Rocanelli, Mindy Bauer, Athena Ginchard, Ann Mall, Julie Turnbull, and Sarah Stefano. Your children are gifted, and that is why they're having problems in school. They're too smart. Okay. Yes, so you're and- going to go to that teacher mm-hmm. who's telling you that their behavior is not uh, conducive to a classroom environment. And you're going to say, my child is gifted. And use the word, like, throw in Einstein a lot. Just be like, <laughs> Einstein also couldn't pay attention. Einstein also <laughs> threw things at the teacher, which is not true. But just say it because the teacher won't know. They won't know. Um, I don't know that that was our best, but I think we all learned a little something about ourselves. That we're I all think so. Kind of badasses. I think so. Of of badasses. Okay. Can we please start with um, Erica Jane? Oh, please. I've been I've been waiting for this. Okay. First of all, it's been a couple weeks because they they had this past week, but then they took the week off before that, which was very strange. They like skipped a week. So, you know, we're so the last time I sort of came in, we talked about Erica Jane a few weeks ago. This, of course, from Real Housewives Beverly Hills. We all know the story. We can we know the story. I had said there was like a little bit of me that was like, maybe she's telling the truth. And you were kind of on me. You were like, she's absolutely not. But I said, based on one episode, the one where her mascara ran, she purposely mm-hmm. put on mascara and then cri- cried, quote unquote. Right. I was like, I don't know. I started to kind of feel something. And maybe maybe he hid a lot of things for her. And we are not our husbands and we're not responsible for them. And But now, now that I've had some time to reflect and see more episodes and read more about it, she's absolutely fucking lying she is complete char charlatan charlatan mm-hmm. yes she is so awful and i have come around stephanie i get it now i am a badass okay <laughs> so what i found on reddit okay by way of whispering aliens which is a facebook group that we're part of that's awesome that talks about this stuff a lot but you don't want to cross these people no you don't you don't but uh, you know as long as you just kind of we're all like if you do you just hide the comments i guess don't comment a lot don't mm-hmm. don't start threads don't, yeah, don't push it. 
But I love this thing because I find out so much stuff. So somebody compiled a list of Erica's contradictions. Do we need to give any kind of like backstory? I mean, we, we could do one sentence, right? She's being sued. Her husband, a big lawyer. Uh, Tom Girardi. Right. He's being investigated, as we've talked about on the show. He's being investigated for stealing um, money from his clients. And these are clients like airplane survivors and people that were in like horrible accidents. He got them millions of dollars in these class action settlements and then he stole the money. Yeah. He take, he just took it. He, he like hid it. And she was married to him and taking all this money from him on bragging about how rich they were for many, many years. And now they're coming after her too, because because was, he, yeah. he transferred a bunch of money, $20 million to her right before they got divorced. Mm-hmm. Right before she filed for divorce. So every, most people assumed, including me, that that was to hide her assets because that is a classic asset hiding move. Right. But even better and more exciting than all of this, which is insane, is that on Real Housewives, she is using it as a platform to try to like cover herself. Like I was I didn't know anything, you guys. And these motherfuckers, sorry to curse, but like Kyle, Kyle's just as complicit, I feel. Oh, yeah, she's, she's the worst. acting so bad. She'll be like. Hey, Erica, didn't you say that Tom was in a bad accident that kind of scrambled his mind a couple years ago and that maybe made it so that he um, doesn't really know what he's doing anymore as a lawyer who is stealing money? Mm-hmm. Did you see that? Like, Kyle is so, – she's the worst actress ever. Yeah, she's and, terrible. And then, yeah, Erica's like, yes, Kyle. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> okay, so one of the things that she keeps saying is she's like, Tom – what she was talking about, they were like, went on a hike and she's like, a lot of you guys don't know, but Tom was in a really terrible accident. He was driving around outside our house where they've lived forever, you know? Mm-hmm. And then he just went down a cliff and then he was unconscious for 12 hours. <laughs> 12 hours, she says. Okay. Uh-huh. So on this, this again is on Reddit. So again, it's called a, a compilation of Erica's contradictions. Um, and so, okay, one of the things was, Erica initially said Tom was being the biggest baby in the world about his car crash and that he had just had a broken ankle and was fine, but later said, while she's trying to cover everything, he had a broken clavicle, shoulder, ankle, and was unconscious for 12 hours, and she found him, but also that he called her. So he called her, but he was unconscious for 12 hours, so he called her when? Uh, during While he was unconscious, he, subco- he subconsciously called her. Right. Because he loves her so much. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Right. So then they covered that they're like, she went on, I guess, Jenny McCarthy's podcast. Uh-huh. And she asked, I guess, about Tom's health after the accident. And this was a while back. And she was like, he broke the exact quote. He broke his ankle. He's fine. 
He has three pins. He's healed up so well. He broke the pins, but he's good. Like she didn't say one single thing about like that. He was unconscious for 12 hours. Right. Behind them in a pit. And then somebody did a deep dive. They had like a, somebody did like a Google map image search mm-hmm. and they saw that there isn't really a cliff behind them. There's like a tiny little, they actually like zoomed in on their house and there's no such cliff. Well, why do you think, so was that, do you think that was part of her cover up story she's or do you think she's trying to say that he knocked himself unconscious for so long that he had a brain. I think what now she's trying to say is it was the beginning of the end of him mentally. She, I guess what I meant, I should have led with this. She is still with him. They are divorced, but all of this is bullshit. She's completely covering everything either because she still loves him, which I doubt or no. because she wants her money. Right. Yes. When he goes down. She goes down. So she's trying to make him look good. Yes. Yes, of course. Yes. That's what I've thought that since the very beginning. Right. Yes. She's going to be in on all of this, trying to save the money. But worst case scenario, basically she will owe him that money that they'll, they'll, they'll save the assets in her bank account, but it's not working out for her because the courts are saying that she is on the hook to pay. Well, it gets even better because so then Eric has been, it says Eric has repeatedly praised Tom for being kind and supportive of her success. Like this whole time she's like, Tom, I couldn't do it without Tom. You don't understand, you know, like whatever she's eight, he's 82. Right. So half of her freaking scenes in the show, she's crying and going, hey, he saved me. Yes. I was just a stripper. And he came in and ladies, ladies, Tom is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. He's so supportive. So now, now there's this like huge difference where she's just saying the reason, you know, it says this is a quote. Um, she now says Tom was not supportive of, of, her, of her success. Um, and the reason it says why this is included is because it is a direct contradiction of how she used to praise him and their relationship. It seems fishy to constantly in every interview, which is true, right? That, that's mm-hmm. what you just said, um, uh, to emphasize his emotional support and then turn around and say that it's the reason for the breakup because Tom, he's cold. He, he got so cold. Now all the interviews is Tom's cold. And Bravo is complicit because they're showing clips of Tom being cold <laughs> now. Right. Right. I mean, why don't they show be why don't they show all the clips of of her talking about how amazing he is? Right. Exactly. Because they don't want because they're going along. So, oh, my God, there's so much more. I, I could read all these, but you, you get the idea. So now Erica is so pissed because Garcelle, who's also on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. is kind of calling her out. She's kind of like, well, wait, but you said, OK, wait, you said in our private conversation that he calls you all the time. Because remember, I don't know if you saw that, but Erica's like, he calls me every day begging for me to come back. But mm-hmm. I, and then, then she's like, but I can't talk to him legally. It's like, well, then how do you know he's big? She's lying. Right. So Garcelle right. brought that up thinking it was kind of like public knowledge because she said it on camera. And she's like, you tried to get me to say it once, Garcelle. You're dead to me or whatever she said. Like she's furious at Garcelle and starts screaming. The real, the true colors come out on Erica of her just yelling at everyone. And apparently, according to somebody on Whispering Aileen's, like there's a whole thing that behind the scenes, I think Lisa Rinna Instagrammed this behind the scenes, she's um, yelling at producers Oh, Eric is going after producers because you're trying to make me look bad. You're setting me up. All this shit where like she's setting herself up because she is a liar. Yes. Okay. so one more thing on this uh, Reddit thread. Sorry, I get really riled up about this is like this is actual not just real housewives news. Like this is news news like they are going down. She said 
Uh, this is the quote from the Reddit thread. Tonight, she said it was all credit cards. Like she always lived on credit. If she ever needed cash, if I ever needed cash, I would just go to Tom and say, I need some money, right? And he'd uh-huh. give it to me. So the tw- and then this person wrote, so the $20 million loan was what then? She had to sign. She had to have accounts. She had to go to the bank. And that's in all caps because in the last episode, she goes, I've never even been to a bank before. I didn't know how to use an ATM machine. Right. What? She was 29 when she married Tom. She never had used a ATM. I mean, I, I think it's amazing. I think she thinks people are that stupid. Oh, my God. She's such. And yeah, she'd never talked. I had to go to a bank. I didn't know how to talk to a banker. Then asked on Watch What Happens Live if Erica thought she should cut back on her glam squad since her husband, Tom, was being sued for a huge amount of money. Erica responded, it's a lawsuit, so I can't comment on it. And mm-hmm. I pay my own bills, so no, I don't. And then she's like all pissed. She's saying, I don't have to cut back. Also states this season that she had no access to her husband's finances. Oh, and uh-huh. that's the thing, just constant about how like. Well, except the $20 million. Right. That, 20, that she would have had to sign for if it was a loan to her company. She's never been to a bank before, but she got a 20, he hid $20 million. And then all of a sudden they're getting divorced. I mean, it's but the dumbest thing. to say thing I have no access to his money, then what's the $20 million? Right. I mean, that's like saying I have no access to the bank's money. Like that $20 million is your money that came from Tom. It says on here that she said. That didn't come from Tom, that came from people who uh, like were burned in an accident. That you don't want to give them any of the money because it's Tom's money that he put in your bank account to hide it. And now you're like, no, that's my money. Exactly. The quote is she's like, I went to the bank for the first time in March. I did not know how to do a deposit. I mean, but and and, I mean, and she's hardly ever even around Tom. So what? I wait, mean, wait, she, wait, wait, wait. This is important. This is the Reddit thread. She went to the bank. She said for the first time in March, didn't know how to do a deposit. But in a previous episode two years ago, her mother, she's sitting talking to her mother, discussed how Erica would go to the bank to deposit all the money she made. They literally have a line in the thing from two years ago where she's like, oh, you used to make so much money. You'd go to the bank and deposit it yourself. But she'd never been to the bank. What a fucking, are you kidding me? And oh my is God. anybody calling this out in, besides Reddit? Well, on these Facebook, yeah, we are right now. This is where it's happened. This is the room where it happens, Stephanie. We're, we're doing it right now. It makes me so mad that people get away with stuff like this. I know, but hopefully she won't. That's why it's important to talk about shit like this. Usually I do give people the benefit of the doubt. You know that. I'm like, well, I don't know both sides. Now I am so mad at Erica Jane that like we need to be talking about this and people need to spread the word. People need to like she can't she cannot get away with this. I will not have it. I want her money to go to like let's pick a charity and figure out how to get that money to charity. Nobody believes like this is this is a thing that bothers me about sort of the difference between men and women. Mm-hmm. Women, when they lie, usually use something, some sort of like, well, you know, but but he was really mean. And I feel like people are very ready to believe women. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that we shouldn't believe women in in a general sense of like how, hey, believe women. That's not to say like, hey, Cosby didn't do anything. Right. Well, you but you are pro Cosby. But we'll get I'm, back to that. I feel. Yeah, a lot of people People don't realize that. that No, they don't realize that Cosby 
you know, well, first of all, he's really funny. So, but you know, he's America's kind, dad. He loves women. That's one he, thing we don't talk about a lot. Like he really no. appreciates and loves them. No, I understand what you're saying. I get it. So you're saying, though, that when guys lie, what are you what are you? What I'm saying is that what, that people, for some reason, I think people don't necessarily think of women as being like pathological liars. Mm-hmm. And what, because it's not they, to say that they can't be. They can be. I certainly know some. One that's on this podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that when women are pathological liars, it's harder to call them out because people are so well, so ready to go. No, that that and I listen. Listen, I'm getting my information by the way through a lot of Datelines I've watched. Mm-hmm. So that's. That's your, exactly. Okay. Well, I just think that people should look into this. I mean, there's so many more. There's so many contradictions that she but says he, that he's like sharp as a tack in all these, you know, episodes. But now she's like, he's been in mental. That's what they're going. That's what the publicists and his lawyers are going for. He has, he's got dementia. That's what they're. So Erica's helping try to create the narrative that he just, he didn't do this on purpose. He has dementia. Right. He probably thought he sent them the check. Exactly. She exactly. She is lying. She is lying. And I can't wait to watch the rest of the season, watching her like weave and all, watching them all fight. Now she's yelling. And I love now I am so team Sutton because Sutton finally showed up and was like, this seems weird. And you see in a future thing, she's like, I feel like we should distance ourselves from her. <laughs> you go, Sutton. Oh, yeah. I've, I have like Sutton too. I think Sutton's fun. And I don't, I would, how do you feel about Crystal? Um, Chris, I had to think about who she was for a second. I had to actually like, I think she's so nothing. I'm starting to like her. Cause I saw her watch. I watched her on what, watch what happens. And I thought she was, I think she's a lot more interesting and smarter than she's letting herself seem because she's on a housewife show, you know? I think that there's like a full woman there and she's like, you know, everybody's first season, they always hold back a little bit. Yeah. I just, my thing is, and you know, again, I'll get shit for this, but I, I did not like the whole, you violated me. You violated me. You know, I, I saw that as being a pretty innocent, like, you know, Sutton came into her hotel room Mm -hmm. and, you know, knocked at the door first, didn't get an answer. They're on a girl's trip. And then I didn't feel like Sutton, you know, shamed her, said she was just, she was being funny and going, whatever you're doing, it's cool. Of course. Oh God. I forgot about that. Actually, when you just asked that, yeah, no, Crystal's ridiculous. She's just trying to come up with a storyline she had nothing right but to you to you to do a storyline I felt bad for Sutton because it's like to do that storyline that you know is going to be an awful thing to say about like a what you're you're going to accuse somebody of violating you Mm -hmm. and then anytime somebody else on the show was like that's a little much like saying you were violated it's a word it's a word look it up look up the meaning of the word violated that's exactly And Sutton's fragile. I relate to her. I feel like I'd always be crying on the show because you have to you you're you're filming a lot. You know, like we always forget when we watch these shows that they probably do five takes of each scene that we're watching. They start over. They have to reset lights. Some mic is off. All that shit. Stepping in hair. You know, you know how it is. So like they're exhausted. They're plied with alcohol. They're hot because there's actual lights there that we don't see. A lot of other extra people in the room, you know. And I mean, we know this, but it's easy to forget sometimes. And so they're so, so exhausted. And if I was Sutton, I'd be crying. And if, if somebody was trying to be like, you're, what are you like a weird, like a weirdo, like a sex pervert or something? I, I would lose my mind. Yeah. I and think Sutton that has- it was 
really hard. And also another thing that I think about these shows, and it's one of the reasons why it's hard, why I have, haven't been watching as much is because these people, a lot of them are so willing to do anything just to, for like Lisa Rinna. I used to Mm -hmm. like Lisa Rinna. And then Mm -hmm. I feel like Lisa, Lisa Rinna decided that the way to stay relevant was just to call people, constantly call people out constantly start drama and i think she's like a mercenary she just doesn't care she definitely doesn't care and the leopard skin is not helping the leopard skin like like outfits the granimals i'm not sure i know that that actually became a thing i have a friend like in fashion and they're like it kind of is matchy matchy is in right now i don't know if you knew that but it really is like uh like did she say i don't know if you know that but it is no, I'm saying that to you. Oh, okay. But they, I'm saying, I was shocked. I was shocked to hear that like a matching blazer with pants, leopard skin is like a thing. It's not going to well, hang if out. You, if you, it. if it's, it might be a thing for mm-hmm. people that are the age of the real housewives, but um, all you have to do to find out that it's not a thing is to wear something like that or try something like that on in front of my children. And you right. will find out very quickly that it is not a thing and will never be a thing. Mm-hmm. Somebody my was kids, trying to make my it kids. A- all they have to do is just look. If I if I look at something online, they will look at me like brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over forty, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Are you out of your mind, mom? Absolutely not. But how do you know they're just not messing with you and it's totally a thing, but they don't want you to be hip. And they change when they get to school. They wear what they, you think they're wearing what they're wearing. Then they get to school and they put on like granimals. Oh my God, that could, that, that could be. Where would they get the money though? And they all secretly have jobs so that they can buy clothes without telling me. It's all just a scheme to keep their mom down. To keep you down because it's like a little bit of jealousy. It's a little bit of the Electra complex. A little bit, a lot. Yeah. Um, I love that this is where, okay, so we're going to, we're staying on top of the Erica Jane thing. There's so much more, but we're going to, let's move on so that for those who don't watch, you know. Right. Housewives. But I mean, watch, we need to spread the word because we can't, we can't let, we can't let her win. She's a really terrible person. No. And you know what she could be doing right now? She could be reading a self-help book like mm-hmm. You're a Badass mm-hmm. and, and like getting the message that like this is okay. Right. 
like getting the message, like, you know what, Erica, keep doing what you're doing. And that's not okay. That's not what she should be doing. And don't she yell at my keep- girl. Don't yell at Garcelle. Garcelle's like the only person that on that show right now, I guess Sutton and Garcelle are the only ones that we'd be friends with, right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, please. Okay. What else? We have a lot of content to talk about. Yes. Uh, of things we've watched. Do you want to start or you want me to start or how do you want to do well, that? Well, I, I want to say that I have been watching this show. Do, have we talked about physical yet? We haven't, although you told me about it and I tried. So why don't you, why don't I you I want to hear what pitch? you, what you thought. Okay. So, so physical is a show with, um, Rory Scovel. Mm-hmm. Now you, you know, I'm not usually like the, the reviewer type, so I don't know who's in stuff, but Rose Byrne is mm-hmm. the lead. Mm-hmm. It's on Apple plus. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't yeah. think it's on anything else. Um, and it's about it's sort of like about the beginning of the it's set in the 80s and it's about the beginning of um, aerobics. Right. Like the Olivia Newton-John, uh, um, that kind of like vibe. It's early, early 80s. Right. Because it kind yes. of seems to come out of the 70s where they're kind of swingers. This couple, they're like swingers. And she is trying to make a name. This Rose Byrne character is trying to make a name for herself as this like physical, um, hot instructor. Yes. But what, what, how it, how it starts is that she's basically supporting her husband who is running for a local, I don't know, mayor, city councilman, congressman, something, right? I don't, I don't, it's not about politics. Okay. People get off my back. Relax. It's not a political show. It's not Jesus. This is a lot of pressure. Okay. He's got a lot of facial hair. (laughs) She has big, like Mary and Master Antonio, Mm -hmm. old school hair from Scarface. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio, like this big curly hair. She's gorgeous in it. I think she's absolutely stunning. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. She's got an eating disorder. She's bulimic. Mm -hmm. She's really negative self-talk. She could absolutely use a self-help book. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know what it would be running on empty trapped in the mirror power of now. I'm not sure. I haven't diagnosed her yet, but, um, (laughs) yes. So anyway, it's really, I think it's really fun because it, and it has all these really weird tangents that it goes off Mm -hmm. on like different side characters. Um, I think it's worthwhile. I think you should give it a shot, but now why don't you like it? Well, I don't want people to not watch because I only watch two episodes. A couple things. Okay. I feel like, okay, there's all these asides, like in Fleabag, where it takes you out of the thing where she's doing something and then it's her voiceover inside yes. going, fuck it. I hate that. I hate it. I hated it. I hated it even when it was, I loved the original BBC office and I was okay with it then. But then once everyone started copying those like confessionals, uh-huh. hated it. I just don't like it. I want to keep moving. It, like Ali McBeal. I, I don't want to see a dancing baby in the corner. Keep telling the story. I don't want to have a flashback. I don't want to have a dream, you know, like just keep moving. Yeah, I do think they calmed down with that a little bit later. Okay, that's good to know because I, like I said, I didn't find I know they anyone... did that on Six Feet Under the first season and it was horrible. They did? Oh, yes, yes because the dad, the dad. coming as a ghost. They kept Richard Jenkins as, God, I love that show though. Like that was just, somehow that was okay, but I didn't like when they well, did that. Well, it wasn't that. okay. We just had to get through it and then they mm-hmm. stopped doing it. 
Did they totally stop? I feel like he kept coming forward, but um, not as much. Almost, I would say they 99% stopped it. Well, the entire show changed after season one. I think they changed like showrunners. They did a whole rehaul of the show, obviously. Um, and it got so much better. But I don't know. Physical is just not speaking to me. I, I don't know what it is. like. And I love, you know, I'll sit and binge stuff forever and ever and ever. Right. Because I want stuff to do. I can't explain it. I think it's just the asides and I'm just not buying the character and I, I, I'm not liking anybody and I certainly don't like the lead. She doesn't have, I don't have no empathy for her. She's uh-huh. kind of, she's just mean. And we see that at the very, no spoilers, but at the very beginning, you kind of see where she heads ends up and she's kind of a terrible person. And I don't mind that kind of, I don't mind if, if we're like, I love Don Draper and he was a terrible person. Like I don't mind rooting for some kind of, you know, dark hero what is it called I don't think she's terrible at all I think she's just struggling with her self-esteem and trying to make something of herself and you know it's during that era of like people supporting their husbands and they're not really allowed to have their own thing it's like the guy's attitude is what are you doing like you should be supporting me how dare you how dare you have your own interests oh for sure and he's like this creepy guy yeah it definitely has that I would say people watch you know give it a chance I just didn't it didn't stick with me um but there's another show can I mention this other show that I really watched like two seasons in a week but it's very short British it's an Irish show called this way up on Hulu Okay. And it's kind of a similar thing about a woman struggling with self-esteem. However, she has a nervous, complete nervous breakdown. And they kind of deal – this is something that I've thought about a lot, which um, she has to kind of go away. I'm not going to give you too much because it kind of unfolds as you go throughout the seasons or throughout the episodes. But you know that she's not in this rehab for drugs. And they kind of talk about – I've always sort of related to that where it's like, well, why why do I have to have a, a heroin addiction to get 28 days off? That my family has to rally around me and I get to go and I get to have this like all these – we've talked about this, yoga and all this stuff. Why can't I just have exhaustion? You know, Why can't I just be really depressed and like I insurance pays for me to do that? I think they do. Do they? Well, let like, – can you find some for me? Well, you can check into a place for depression. Absolutely. And it's paid for? Well, it depends on your insurance. <laughs> well, let's get I mean, good insurance. It depends if you have good insurance, but I mean, sure. Depression, anxiety, you can check in for that kind of thing. I mean, if you're a celebrity, no one's going to believe that that's right, why you right. checked in. But didn't, uh, not Anne Hathaway, who's the Judd? I think one of the Judd's, Ashley Judd. See, I thought you meant Judd, like Judd Hirsch. (laughs) Like, that's how you say it. Who's the Judd? You're like, oh, was it Judd Apatow? Now that you say this, I didn't know how many Judds. There are a lot of Judds. A lot of Judds. Yeah. What kind of name is Judd? And a lot of judges. So there's Judge Reinhold. Judge, mm -hmm, Judge Judy. (laughs) What if I was like one of the judges? From American yeah, Idol? Like, what What judge are you talking what about? What kind of name is Judd? Is it short for something? Anybody know? Okay. Point being, there was a point to all this. Oh, yeah, that this show, so it's about this woman who really, I don't want to tell you too much, but she's just kind of falling apart. And she's lovely. And she's so lovable. And she's such a pleaser. And she's so, and she. you see all the choices she's making as she's making them. And you're like, no, 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 no. But she just wants to be loved. 
Uh-huh. And it's this sounds like sister. somebody else may know. I know. I that's I could really connected to it. And she and her sister are very codependent. And the sister, you know, and it really gets into like her life too of like, God, I can't answer the phone every time she's calling. I'm at a work meeting. I can't always and then, you know, it gets in the way of her own relationships with the sister's relationships because it's like, oh my God, you have to let your sister, she's a grown woman, she'll be fine. She's okay. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And the sister's always trying to fix her and they fight and but it's funny. It's actually really, really funny. And it's this show I just stumbled upon randomly because I was just like, I need more things to binge. Mm-hmm. And I it took me about two episodes because the Irish accent is a little rough for me to um, sometimes I can't understand them. Mm-hmm. Once once you kind of get into the language, I really recommend it. It's slow moving. Not a whole lot happens. It's just very character driven, but I love it. And it ended. They actually and like filmed the last, the second season during 2020, they actually deal with, talk about COVID during it. Oh, wow. So it just came out. Does it remind you at all of Enlightened? It's not as good as Enlightened because Enlightened just had more, yes, a little bit maybe, but Enlightened just had so much more going on. Enlightened is just a special show. And that's another one, you guys, uh, that's an HBO Max show. But if you haven't seen it, there's only two seasons. It's Mike White and Laura Dern co-created and it's brilliant. It makes Um, me upset though, that that show only had two seasons. I know, but we talked about this last week. There's a reason. Apparently, allegedly Mike and Laura didn't get along. And so there had some creative differences and couldn't get it together. Also, it got canceled. (laughs) But I think part of it was that they couldn't figure out what direction they wanted to take it. And they just did not like each other. Allegedly. I heard it. Right. Trust, and but. if if you had to guess between those two, because mm-hmm. I don't think I made you, I don't, I don't think I made you pick, but who do you think would be the difficult one? That's a really good point. If, uh, I hate, I hate the guess of that because it's going to sound, I don't know. I want to sound Laura, like we hate women. I want to say Laura Dern would be the difficult one because I think, I think she's, but also everything she touches is absolutely pretty much gold. So maybe she should be the difficult. Maybe she has to put her foot down. I mean, who knows? Mike White, we talked about this last week too. I love him so much, but the, he has had some fails. Right. And I mean, Laura has a lot to do also with like pretty, uh, not pretty little lies, big little lies. Uh-huh. She has a lot to do with like the creative part of that. And I think that's pretty we, brilliant too. Which I was going to say that was a great me. show. I have a list of shows that are coming back soon. Can I tell uh-huh. you my little list? Yeah. Um, shows I'm so excited. I don't know how much time we have. How much time do we have? Oh, uh, we definitely have time. Okay. There's a bunch of shows. And I told some of our Board AF people on our webs on our uh, Facebook page that we would be discussing this. But Succession is coming back like this fall. And I am so excited that I'm not going to leave the house ever again. That's that's kind of heavy duty. That makes me wonder if the rehab would be a good uh-huh. place for you. Well, what I'm thinking is I check into a rehab for exhaustion, but then just make sure I have access to HBO. And mm-hmm. I everything. But I guess I really don't need a rehab for that. But there's so many shows. So what happened during COVID, well, which is still happening, but what happened while we were all in lockdown is that like we watched all these shows and then we forgot about them. There'd be one season and then there's no, they're not filming right now. So it's like, we have to wait two years for the next one. Right. All the shows that were supposed to already be out. So Succession is one of those shows. So reminder, we're going to come back to that. Um, Euphoria, which I've tried to get you to watch. Yes. With Zendaya. Yeah. Which is pretty great. It's Zendaya. 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 Either. I I feel like she would answer either. I, somebody called me celery one time in college and I was like, yep, 
And I didn't <laughs> make a joke about it. I'm like, yeah, I know what you mean. I know, I know what you're saying. And I'm not going to make a big to do of it. Um, but yeah, six. Okay. So that, uh, big little lies is coming at some point morning show. They're starting to promote the new season. Wait, big little lies is having another season. I think so. I'm almost positive, but um, that's not coming soon because I don't think they're filming yet. Oh, they are having another season. Morning show is coming back. Okay. Took forever. But Jen Aniston is on the rounds. I'm loving her right now, by the way. What? Why? Couple things. Like she said, she had to cut ties with anybody in her life that hasn't been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And like, that's hard for an A-list star to say that though, because you know what? They, they used to not be able to say anything like that. And I like that. She's like, yeah, common sense. I'm not gonna, I'm not doing that. I mean, unless they have a problem, you know, unless they're like underage or can't do it for some reason. She does. She's not. What if she just, what if, what if just anybody who's not vaccinated, like she's like, you know what? Babies who aren't vaccinated, fuck them. Don't care. Don't like them. Those babies cannot come to my mansion in Malibu. (laughs) I don't know. She's just been saying, and she, I don't know. There's just, she's, I've always been team Aniston. I'm still angry for her about Angelina, even though I know it is, she is long over it. Mm Mm-hmm. But I still kind of fight for her a little bit. She's a girl's girl, Stephanie. Um, I okay. Hold on, I need to look up page six because there's something along those lines that made me laugh. But I think it was on page six. The thing about her eating, she can. She's one of those people that can only eat one chip or one M and M. That was upsetting to me. That I didn't feel I related to. Oh no, this was about. It was about um, Samuel Jackson. Oh. Basic, but I don't want to, I don't want to say the wrong, I don't want to say the wrong thing or talk about the wrong person. Um, uh, well, now I'm scared, but I'm very interested. Okay. Samuel Jackson. Let me see if I could find the news and people are going to get mad at my clicking. Wait, people are going to get mad right now. Like what's happening? I don't even know. This is exciting. Cause I don't know as you're looking for it. Um, I'll tell you a couple other shows I'm excited about. Obviously, we're all still watching White Lotus. Sex and the City is coming back. And just like that, it's called. That's going to be this fall. We're never going to leave. Succession, Euphoria, and Sex and the City. Like, when are we going to, if they drop everything at once, too? Like, I'm just going to binge for, like, 19 days straight. I'm not going to eat. This will be fun. I'll eat. They're calling it and just like that. Mm Mm-hmm. And I love that. That's Why can't they call it. it Sex and the City? Well, I like that it's called. I like that it's different. And just like that, because she used to say that. And just like that, Mr. Big and Aiden were both in the same place playing football. It was like, wait, remember that episode where they, like, for some reason had to play basketball together? It never really made sense to me. Um, also, Shrill, I'm excited. I don't think they're filming yet, but that's the A.D. Bryant show on Hulu. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Um, but again, some of these. And I wonder, some of these are limited series. But like, wouldn't it be great if they brought back The Undoing, that thing I love so much with Hugh Grant and Nicole Oh yeah, Kidd? but how could they? They can't, but maybe, maybe there's like a spinoff with just the kid. I don't know. What I'm trying to say is I'm excited about television. <laughs> I think that's so good. Now, have you watched any movies? Yes, I have a, a recommendation on Netflix called Vivo. Did we talk about Vivo? It's no. Lin-Manuel Miranda. It's animated musical. So I know I lost a lot of people and sometimes I don't love animation either, but this was just delightful. It's about like this little, I don't know what he is. I thought he was a monkey, but I looked it up. It's like a raccoon or something. And he's just like trying to find his way in the world. He's a singer voiced by Lin-Manuel Miranda. So yes, he also raps sometimes. 
Okay. And he's so cute. And he meets this little, he has, he has this old friend in Cuba. And then this friend wrote a song, a love song for his long lost love. And then this is all in the first scene. So this is not a spoiler, but the friend, his old friend passes. And so he wants to get that song to this old lover. Right. Uh So that's kind of the premise. And along the way, he meets all these interesting people and pelicans and I just loved it so much. And I I have to say, I sound like this Pollyanna right now. I'm not like, I'm not joking about the depression. You know this, right? Right. And I watched it in the worst mood. I was sitting on my couch, just so sad. And this movie actually just cheered me up. I'm just sitting there like by myself eating Doritos. That's a lie. It was not Doritos. It was Funyuns (laughs) eating disgusting, like fried onion rings alone at like 7 PM on a Friday. And I was in a better mood for this movie after like, you have to like Lin-Manuel, you have to like him, Mm -hmm. you know, and you have to like a musical, but it was just delightful. And so it's good for kids and it's good for depressed ladies. Now, let me ask you this. mm -hmm. When you have to watch a movie that you have to watch it because you're, you know, reviewing it Mm -hmm. and you're, you hate it. What do you do? Well, it depends. I mean, I have left press screenings before. Right. That I couldn't, like, I think we talked about this, like Smurfs too. I gave it like, I want to say 17 minutes. But some movies you leave because you don't like the sound people are making eating their popcorn behind you. I can't do that, but I can leave. Like if a movie is, I find it just like bombastically violent and gratuitous. I don't put myself through that. Like I won't go, even though I'm a reviewer and I talk about this on my show, like my radio show, I won't go see the Saw movies and stuff like you don't, nobody needs me to review the Saw movies. Like they either want to see them or they're not. And I'll say that I'll go, look, this is coming out. If you like this stuff, go for it. I'm not putting this shit in my head. Right. Okay. So you Um, don't, you don't feel like you have to. So if you're hating something, you feel fine just being like, I could get through it. Yeah. I mean, if it's something like I watched this last week also that came out last week was the new, the reboot of Suicide Squad. Now James Mm -hmm. Gunn. I actually enjoy, I actually thought it was pretty good. I did think, and I gave it a pretty decent review, but it's not like, it's not our thing. You know, I mean, it's loud superhero shit. I like James Gunn. So that was, that was interesting to like watch his take, like him sort of fixing the Zack Snyder version. Now I sound like a nerd, but I mean, yeah, that one I was watching on my couch And, you know, sometimes I would, you know, you look at your phone sometimes. Right. That's why, that's why the studios want us back in the theaters because they don't want us to do that, especially a movie like that. Like you kind of have to be engulfed in it. Mm -hmm. That's the right word. But it's, you know, it's over two hours of just like people cutting off people's heads and stuff. Right. See, this is why I could not be a film reviewer because I hate almost everything. Mm hmm. I have a short attention span. That's not span. true. I think you're a pretty positive. Uh, well, a lot of movies. I, okay. It takes a lot for me to like a movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know how I am with my like, OK, as soon as it's about, you know, takes place before 1975, I'm like, OK, well, I'm out. If Sometimes, it, you know, yeah. if there's costumes, like. Any sort of period piece, if there's any, like a lot of cinematography, I'm like, I'm out. If there's a lot of cinematography, if there's shot, if there's wide shots, if there's, well, if there's, if if somebody says the cinematography was gorgeous, I know I'm not going to like that movie. What about Nomadland though? I loved that. And that was kind of about the cinematography a little bit. Exactly. I did not like that movie. Remember? But I know what you mean. Sometimes if I hear like a horse clopping, like the horse, the sound of a horse clopping on a cobblestone road. I'm like, uh, well, I'm not going to need horses in a movie because mm-hmm. then, then it 
if there's if everybody's on horseback, it probably did not take place when there were cars. Interesting. See, I don't have the same exact issue, but I do know what you mean. And I do prefer modern stuff. We want to relate. We want to be able to connect. But I, I love some of those like Pride and Prejudice. I like this stuff. Like we're yeah, going go to go. I have to be tricked into seeing that stuff. You know, I have to be tricked into it. I'm probably not going to go willingly. I'm going to make you go. Now, this is an, I've been given a challenge. I'm going to make you go with me to see something where they're like, all right, everyone tighten your corsets because the Bridgerton brothers. Are, what about Bridgerton? That was great. Didn't was watch like it. Oh, Stephanie. I know this. Is, see, this is why. But then, you know, I, I, I really need slice of life. Like, mm-hmm. but then even when it's slice of life, sometimes I'm like, well, that's two slice of life. I know what you mean. There's some things that are pr- like, what was pretentious. that movie I really thought would be a great movie? Oh, my God. Exactly. Remember the movie that we and we talked about this mm-hmm. on this show, but I thought was going to be so up my alley, which was a marriage story. Oh, I didn't like it either. Oh, my God. And I I've argued with so many people about that. It was it just didn't feel it didn't feel true. It's something didn't feel I mean, they're both Adam Driver's a great actor, but it just it was like, why? It was so over. It was so extra. I didn't like it either. And one, another thing I didn't like that you would think that we'd like, like kind of we like the little sort of indie slice of life stuff, like lovely and amazing. We both love that. You know, right. anything Nicole, what's her name? Holfstadter. Yes. She's incredible. But remember all the Ed Burns stuff from the 90s? I hated that shit so much, even at the time where it was like, like Brothers McMullen. Yes. It's so talking. They're like, we get it. You're from fucking Boston. You're so rough around the edges, but deep down you want to be loved, but you're from Boston. Shut the fuck up. Like I – see, now I sound like a Boston person. Sorry, Boston. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was just like, oh my god, and all the follow-ups, and they're just so – I mean, I'm sure he's a nice man, but Ed Burns was exhausting to me. Yeah, very exhausting. I think we offered you guys up a lot. Wait, wait, wait. Samuel L. Jackson. What was the story? I can't I can't find it. But it was something about him saying that he he was saying some stuff about Trump and people were like, we're never going to buy your movies. And And I don't care. Yeah, he's like, I don't give a fuck. My the checks are cashed. Like, bye. I really don't care what you think. See, I love, I I love that he feels, and even if he felt a different way, whatever that is, I like when, you know, you should be able to, just because you're still a person, just because you're a celebrity, we're, we're beyond those times. Yeah. I feel too, that it just goes to show you that he probably just read the book, the, um, subtle art of not giving a fuck or how to be a badass. One of those books, he read it. And so, you know what? I take back everything I said earlier about self-help books. Really quick. One self-help book that someone sent me one time, I just remembered this is for real. This I actually liked because it gave real ideas of what you could do. So it was called Fuck It. That was the name of it. Uh-huh. And it was this book. But when you, every other page is this just random book. It was like a self-help. Like they put it out themselves, like self-published. And it was like, come to our retreat in Italy. They have an Italy Italian retreat that's like $5,000 uh-huh. every year called the Fuck It Retreat. So the whole book was just like, here's ways you can save money to come to the Fuck It Retreat. <laughs> I actually thought that was brilliant. I was like, I kind of want to go to that. My, I have a Scottish friend who went and he was like, it's pretty great. You just like lay on hammocks and stuff in Italy. And go. And when they say like, hey, you know, it'd be really good to first sightseeing. You go, fuck it. I don't fuck care. It. I don't want to go sightseeing. I'm not getting off the hammock. Or they'll be like, hey, you know what would be really fun is if we like um, took out all your credit cards like they do in Scientology. If we maxed out all your credit cards <laughs> and you paid more, paid us more money. And then you learn to go, fuck it. Sure. Like that's what they're, they teach you to just relax, relax and just say, fuck it. 
I really want to go on this retreat though. So we'll, we'll end today with that, but I'm going to do some, st- I'm going to look back because I think they're still in business. Let's all oh. go on this together. You guys, let's find out about this. Let's find out more information. So what are we talking about on Patreon today? Okay. So I'm kind of forcing Steph's hand, but she's into it, but I, I do. Want- she's kind of into it, but we talked a few weeks ago about how we were going to tell these story reincarnation stories from children. Mm-hmm. Children have these stories about how they are reincarnated. I love this shit. And so I found a couple of these stories. So we're going to talk about that over. Yeah. On- and some yeah. of them were on our Facebook page. So we're going to share in case you aren't on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you can't really go back into the future, so it's too late now, but maybe for, we'll, we'll do more. So oh, if you yeah, have a fair. childhood, um, re- or your child seemed like they're reincarnated or something like that. Um, you know, send us a message. If you, have, if you have a child who seems like he was reincarnated, <laughs> please reach out to us. That's why we don't have enough people. That's why we need more people on our, we're, I think we're setting our, our parameters <laughs> like very small. They're too tiny. They're too limited. <laughs> you have a child named Lyle who, <laughs> like who is, a, is reincarnated from a king. If so, if it's a queen, no, thank so you. Join us at Board AF. But no, seriously, please join our Patreon. You guys, it's five bucks a month, three bucks a month if you just want to get one. It's a, And we give a lot of extra bonus every week. We sure do. So join us there. And, in, and, and speaking of which, we have some business shouts of people yes. who are on our Patreon. And if you, for the low, low price of $20 a month, we're going to shout out your business happily, like our friend Becky Barris, who's gotten a lot of business by the way, yeah, she'll from doing tell you. this. We are not yeah. lying. She'll tell you. She makes custom t-shirts. You know as- what's coming up too is Halloween. Is it coming up? Oh God. You know In what that means? Almost pumpkin spice latte. Yeah. So get your, get a pumpkin spice t-shirt yeah. or Halloween t-shirt. Put in your orders now. Uh, go peruse her Facebook page, Basic Becky, or go to her website, justbasicbecky.com. Right. Also, my friend, Julie Clayman, um, she is, has an office. She's a therapist. She mm-hmm. works with kids and adults. Her specialty is kids, teens, young kids, um, and with a variety of issues, anxiety, depression, school stuff, trauma, family issues. Um, I've known her for a really long time for like 10 years, maybe a little bit. I don't want to lie. Maybe like eight years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she's great. And she's a very experienced therapist. And her website is julielmft.com. So go check her out. We've got another one. Our friend Randy May Ames, who is my spirit animal, as you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. she has used hers and said we could choose a charity of our choice to use Mm -hmm. for her business shout out, which is just very Randy May Ames-ish. Why I love her. So, so I, Randy I, I have one yeah. that I wanted to throw out because I was thinking what better time as, you know, as cities continue to just burn like forests are burning and our environment is fucked. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sierra Club, which is a really I actually used to give to that regularly and they'll send you little pictures of bears and things like that. But it's, uh, you know, t- you can donate. I'm just I'm on their website. So it's um, Sierra Right. And this, their little bullet points are protect wild places and endangered species. We love animals here. Let's keep the air and the water clean, ensure a clean energy future, curb climate change, um, and keep the pressure on politicians and corporations to ensure safe and healthy communities. That's from their love website. But I'm a big fan of them. I think they are like very, very legit as we know, you know, they've been around for a long time. So if you want to just give a little something to that, that's yeah. In honor of Randy May Ames. All right. We love you guys. We're, we, we thank you. 
We're, We're sorry. sorry. So Bye. sorry. Bye. <laughs>